Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on some part of your financial freedom, some point in your mental approach to financing your livelihood. And today I've got an interesting one. It comes out of the fact that one of the number one questions I get over and over again for 27 years is this question of how much time is it going to take? Now, let's start at the back end and work our way forward. And let's just take a look at this, how ridiculous of a statement this is. And that is, how much time does it take for you to get up and go to work every day the rest of your life? That's a lot of time. And what does it produce for you? Some portion of income, some small, medium, or a little bit larger, better than average income. And it takes your entire life to do it. That's a lot of time for a return. Even if you've got a good job, when you're working, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you make 100, 200,000 a year, it's still a lot of time. And the interesting thing about life is the the one thing God didn't give us more of is time. He said, you can go get all the information you want. You can go make all the money you want. You can get, you know, you can go out there and borrow other people's credit. You can have no credit. There's a thousand ways to beat all of the necessities of success, except one. And that's the limit. The only true limit is time. And so it's natural that the question should always come back to time. But what people are doing is they're comparing time to the fact that they don't have any time. And then you ask yourself, why do you not have any time? Which is an interesting concept in itself. And you say, well, because I work all the time. Okay, very good. I got that. And then I have to sleep some of the time. I understand that. Then I've got hours and hours of transportation time. Wow. You know, I didn't even calculate that one in. That one just hit me in the head. Transportation time to get to and from this job every day. Then, of course, you have other things that are in your life. But how many hours a week do you think you and your wife spend watching TV? Maybe one of you is a TV junkie. Maybe both of you is a TV junkie. But even if you're not a TV junkie, 
you got maybe three or four major shows you like to watch a week. So it's three or four hours a week right there that you're using for TV. And, you know, you say, but I need a little enjoyment. Yes, I understand that. But what if that little bit of enjoyment time could build you wealth enough that you don't have to get them to go to work? Would it be a fair trade-off to say that if you spend some of that wasted time that you have, and think about how you waste your time. I, You know, there's a lot of intrinsic things that go on with life about why you would do certain things, like why do you work on your own car? Why do you mow your own yard? Why do you, you know, trim your own trees? And there's a lot of these things that you say, well, you know, I just get some relaxation. It gets me out of work mode where I can take my brain off. I totally get that. So there is a trade-off in everything in life. And so you say, if I want this, I can't have that. And there's a saying I live by, which is, you can have anything you want in life. You just can't have everything you want in life because there's not enough time to do everything. I would like to have been a, a professional lead guitar player. At the same time, I wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder. At the same time, I was holding down a 50, 60-hour-a-week job. Those three didn't fit together. I had to make a choice. And since I was, you know, not that good at guitar, there was no long-term future of me being a rock star since I couldn't sing. And I think if you can hear my voice over the radio, you can understand there's no way I could sing, you know, that I had to make a decision. And so we all have to make these decisions about time. It all comes down to time, right? So... Let's talk in the in the in the ethereal now and up in the in the never never land concept. You hear people all the time come on the radio show. If you come to the case studies, you see it. If you go to the expo, you see it. You hear it. People, you meet them who have retired, and you say, "What would it be worth on the front end to pick up a position to where you didn't have to work anymore? You are retired." Retired at 26 or 27, like some of the young kids we've had done in the last couple of years. Retired at 32, like me. I think it was, no, actually 34. And, you know, retired at 40, retired at 50. What would it be worth to not have to work the rest of your life? you got to think about that. And yet, you don't even think about the fact that you have to work the rest of your life. So the trade-off is really a mute conversation because you're still working. You're still spending way more time producing income than what investing in real estate would cost as far as time. So today what I've done is I've put together a graph of the time necessary for both startup and operations of four different income producers. The first one is the time-tested, super guru, over-the-top, gold standard, college education. And what do you have to put into a college education? Now, I'm going to leave out the fact that you have to spend $200,000 to go to college, or maybe 100000 or maybe a little less if you go to a community college. I'm going to leave that amount of cost out. That's irrelevant because there's cost to getting into real estate, too. We have to put a down payment down. So we have some cost. Uh, I'm going to leave out this fact. Lost income. What could you have earned during those four years of college? 
And by the way, I'm only comparing four years of college, not eight. Eight would just be ridiculous. There's no way any human being could recoup the loss of eight years worth of income. And to get a master's or doctorate, it's got to be 200,000 bucks. You know, if you made 60,000 a year for eight years, see, what is that? $480,000 you're giving away along with 200,000, you're starting in the hole $680,000 in the hole before you earn a dollar. Now you go work for 40 hours and earn some money on your first job. You're overcoming $680,000 worth of losses before you even got started. But I'm not even going there. I'm not even gonna throw all that front end cost in your face. I'm just gonna talk about amount of time necessary to get a college degree. And even that, only a four-year one, not an eight-year one. So I'm going to compare that to, number one, a rent house. Number two, an apartment complex, smaller one that you manage. And apartment complex that has a management company where you do nothing. Now, I'm going to compare these four possibilities over the next couple segments here and show you that your fear of what it actually would take to start this business and to manage and maintain this business is really misconceived because I'm going to introduce you to a concept that I came up with about 20 years ago. I've spoke about it on the radio before, a little bit different approach than I'm taking today, but we call it dollar hours. How many hours does it take to earn a dollar or how many dollars can you earn in an hour? If you break everything you do down into how many dollars per hour do I earn working, then I think you could put it on an even playing field. So we're calling this dollars or yeah, dollars per hour. Write that down. Dollars per hour. That's the secret here. Right? So when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk about what is the dollars per hour you earn with a college degree, with a rent house, with an apartment complex, or with an apartment complex with a management company? We're going to cover this, and you're going to see, if you follow me through this segment or the next couple segments, that it is an astronomical difference in the effectiveness of owning real estate compared to going to college. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio. Today um, we're talking about dollar hours. This concept I came up with is really you know, how much, how many dollars per hour are you earning uh, based on the different types of ways that you can go out and produce income? And um, 
as I said before we went to break, I'm going to cover four different ways, one of which is the gold standard, which is college. The second one is a rent house. The third one's an apartment. And the fourth one is an apartment that's managed by a management company, so you don't do anything on it hardly at all. So let's go back here and let's remember one thing. When I had 100 houses, I was working about four hours a week. Now, you can't really just look at it from, okay, it's four hours, 100 hours a week, or you can. I was retired. So here I am making you know 10000 bucks a month tax-free income, working four hours a week. Now, you can look at that and say, okay, that's pretty cool. And your next question is, but what did it take to buy all these houses? Well, I bought them one at a time for the first four or five or six, and then after that, I started buying them 10 at a time, 20 at a time, 30 at a time. And so a transaction on multiple units takes the same amount of time as a transaction on one unit. It's very, you know, it's about the same. And so the bottom line is the economics of scales move up. But let's go ahead and let's break these down, and I want you to see how much different they are. Let's start with the gold standard college education. You know, again, I'm not counting what it costs you to go to college, and I'm not counting the fact that you're missing four years of earnings. And I'm taking the basic earnings at 60000 bucks a year, because that's about what you can make on an apartment complex, on your first apartment complex. That's about what you make your first job if you come out of college. So I'm using that basis. Now, for a rent house, I'm only using $6,000 a year, which is $500 a month, which is our typical rent house type income. So if you look at going to college for four years, that's going to be 208 weeks that you're in college. At 40 hours a week, that's 8,320 hours. Now, if I told you it costs 8,320 hours to get set up in real estate, you would laugh me out of the room. Even though I told you at the end of 8,320 hours, you could earn $60,000 a year tax-free, which would be equivalent to 90000 if you had taxable earned income like what you're going to earn, because your $60,000 of earned income after four years is only going to be worth about forty because you're going to pay 30% of it in taxes. You know, even if you're in the 25% tax bracket, you pay 7.5% Social Security and Medicare, so you're into the 30s, no matter how you look at it. So... You've got 8,320, and we call this in accounting, sunk hours. Sunk hours means that's already been sunk into this business yet to be utilized. Now, you come out of college, and you're going to work your first year, right? And so I put down a simple 40-hour a week. Now, not very many people get away with working just 40 hours a week. You all know that. If you're out there right now listening to me, give me a call. I want to hear it on the radio. How many hours a week do you actually work? Now, what I haven't taken into account is drive time. Because I run my apartments from my house. I don't drive out to my apartments. When I had houses, I did 90% of my stuff from my office. I didn't go out to my houses. Very infrequently would I go out there. Maybe when a tenant moved out just to take pictures of what was done. Later, I had managers to do that, so I didn't even do that. This hours, this 40 hours a week, if somebody wants to call, by the way, our number is 877-711-5211. If you're working more than 40 hours and you, you want to commit to that and share with everybody else that they just think they're working 40 hours a week, and the fact that they're driving to and from work every day, which is probably anywhere from another 30 minutes to an hour each way, uh, in traffic in Houston, where I live, it's got to be an hour to get anywhere because nobody lives where the work is. They live out in the suburbs. That's the clean and healthy place to live. And they drive in. 
and traffic's bumper to bumper. I was out in L.A. You go about four blocks an hour on L.A. freeway. It's unbelievable. So we're not even counting that time. We're just talking about you, the time you're sitting in front of that monitor at work or sitting in front of a customer service and you're talking to a customer. Is it 40 hours a week, really? All right, but I'm saying it is. That means you're going to spend 2,080 hours minimum during that 60000 box. When you look at it that way, that's $28 an hour. You're earning $28 an hour compared to a guy that's driving a forklift or my maintenance guy who's making $22 an hour and never went to school. But you're making a little more. But here's where it gets crazy. What if you factor in the startup cost to that first year of earnings? If you take the 8,320 hours of college and add it to the 2,080 hours that you worked that first year, you now have invested into your career 10,400 hours. Now, if you take that $60,000 that you earned as the first amount of income you've earned in your career, you look at your career dollar, that's $5.76 an hour. That's below minimum wage, $5.76 an hour. Now, we haven't talked about paying back your college loans. We haven't talked about travel time. We haven't talked about uh, the cost of not working for four years. All of those factors I've left out, it would be even worse if you really, and yet what I want you to understand is that college is the gold standard concept. To invest in a college degree is the gold standard of 90% of Americans. What is it your financial planner talks about? Pay off your house, have a retirement 401k, and have college funds for your kids. It's what every person wants for their child. It's the gold standard. Yet I have a guy in Lifestyles who is very successful. He's a multi-multi-millionaire. Never went to college. He just started a business. It was a metal business, believe it or not, just metal. His son got homeschooled. And when his son became 18, he said, would you rather start a business? I'll take the money I set aside for you to start a business or to go to college. And the son said, I'd rather start a business. So he bought him an apartment complex. He bought First of all, he bought him a rent house. Then he bought him an apartment complex to practice on. Then they sold those two practice things, and the first deal they went into was really a serious deal. The kid made his dad $800,000. His dad invested two hundred, dollars made eight hundred. dollars Do you hear me? Compared to the waste of $200,000 to go to college, lose all your income for four years, and then make $5.76 an hour, that's the gold standard. Compared to a kid two years into real estate investing, being paid the entire time with income from the properties, to making his dad back on his investment $800,000? My gosh, it's not even close, folks. Dell will be back in a moment. But first, this intel from the files of Dell Wamsley. You are what you are because of what you do. If you want to change who you are, you have to change what you do. But the reason you don't change what you do is because you've become comfortable with being you. The good life has been stepped in front of by the comfortable, okay life. And what's funny, guys, is that research has shown that it's even worse than that, that some people actually revel in their own misery. Take battered wives, for example. Why do they stay? Well, I'll give him one more chance. He promised me he wouldn't do it again. You know, I want to keep the kids with the father. Lady, he's a insane human being. Get away, save your life, save the kids. I can't, I love him. How can you love a person that beats the snot out of you every day? How many times 
before you realize that you're a sick person and you're living a life of quiet desperation. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing dollar hours, or that's what I call how many dollars per hour are you actually earning when you count in the amount of time necessary to get to the position where you can actually start earning dollars. And I did in the first segment, uh, your job, it comes out that after you add in your college hours, you're actually only earning $5.76 an hour on a $60,000 year income. So let's, let's compare that to going and buying your first rent house, okay? To get into your first rent house, I put down it's going to take 20 hours of startup time. Now, it's not 20 hours in a row. It's an hour here, an hour there. You've got to find a property you want. You've got to write an offer on it. You know, that's an hour here, an hour there. Uh, you get accepted. You've got to go down and get it inspected. You know, an hour here, an hour there. Uh, you've got to have filled out a loan process form and, you know, loan origination, get that set up, you know, an hour. Now you're going to close on the deal. You've got to go down to the title company and close. You're going to take over. You're going to have your construction guys go in there and do some work. You've got to meet them out there once to set the specifications. And the people from out of town don't do that. We actually send somebody else to go out with them. But we have to set the specs, and you want to at least see the house, so you go out there. They do the construction. You come back at the end, take a look at it. It's another hour. And by that time, you've had people calling you about renting the house, and so you've screened some tenants and, you know, an hour or two here screening tenants and then sign a lease with somebody. So all told, about 20 hours to get into this thing. Now, your first year, you make about $500 a month. And $500 a month, on what I'm going to put down is an hour a month. And, guys, you're not spending an hour a month on a rent house, I guarantee you. You might be spending an hour a quarter, right? You might spend four hours a year. But I'm saying an hour a month. And I'm just going to say an hour a month because you're doing it wrong. You're piddling around somehow doing stuff you shouldn't have to be doing or you didn't set the thing up right in the first place, whatever. If you take my seminar, you're not doing more than an hour a month. But I'm putting down four hours a month because you're going to do it wrong if you don't take my seminar. So even if you do it wrong, four hours a month, you get some accounting in there, you know, you collect the rent, put it in the bank, keep some accounting records, whatever, costs and everything, pay your bill, your mortgage payment. So you've got this stuff here. And at four hours a week, um, let's see, I guess it's three hours a week I've done it because I have 12 hours in a month is what I've got. So maybe I'll put three hours a week. Um, so 12 hours a month is going to produce on a $6,000 income, $500 per hour. Now think about that. Even when you don't count college in to your job, you're only earning $28 an hour on a $60,000 annual income, and here you're earning $500 an hour. Now, can you not conceive how much easier it is to get rich when you're making 500 bucks an hour compared to $28 an hour? Now, when you count in the college education, you drop that dollars per hour to $5.76 per hour. Wow, that's even crazier. Now, in both of these cases, the longer you do the job, the more time you're adding into the average with those dollars invested in college. But the same thing is true with rent houses. 
the more rent houses you have, the less time per rent house it takes, the more economics of scale you have, the more systemization you have, the easier it is to deal with these things. So it never really goes up past three hours a month. Like I said, I spent four hours a week running a hundred houses. So you're not going to get anywhere near that kind of volume. And so when you look at this as a rent house, when you add in the 20 hours of startup time to that first year's 12 hours of invested time, you're at a total 32 hours, 32 hours into $6,000 a year of your annual income is going to be $187 an hour. So even with the startup costs involved, you're looking at $5.76 an hour for your job to $187.50 on a rent house. If you take out the startup costs, you're talking about $28 an hour for your job compared to $500 an hour for a rent house. Now, I go back to the original premise. You're asking me, how much time does it take? Well, I'm giving you those amounts of time right here in this. If you just listen to this when you get home as a podcast and write the stuff down, put it in scale, and you can grade, graduate it, and figure out which one you're willing to go after. But what I want you to see is, although the larger properties take a little bit more startup time, the back-end time is so much more profitable because you now have an economics of scale that it's almost untouchable. Let's go up to an apartment complex. It's going to take you 60 days to set up an apartment complex. I'm putting down four hours a day because you've still got your job. You've still got your life. You're not putting in more than an hour or two a day, really. But I put down four hours a day. That's a lot of time. Really, don't nobody would spend that much time. But let's say they did. Four hours a day is 240 hours startup, total startup over 60 days. Now, a one-year apartment complex is going to take about four hours a month to run that thing. That's 48 hours a year to make $60,000. That's $1,250 an hour. Now, let's compare that backwards. Your job's $28 an hour. Your rent house is $500 an hour. Your apartment complex is $1,250 an hour. Because of the economics of scale, it's better. Now, if you add in the startup cost to an apartment complex, you end up with 288 hours in your first year, which is an average on the 60000 of $208 an hour on the $60,000 income. So that means your job after startup cost is $5.76. Your rent house is $187, and your first year apartment income is 208 But now, when you go to the second year, right, where we're not taking those startup costs into account, your job is 28 hours, $28 an hour, your rent house is $500 an hour, and your apartment is $1,250 an hour. So if you want to buy your life back from corporate America, don't you see the need to make a lot more money with a lot less time invested in making that money? That's the key to this whole thing. Really, 
it's not that we as real estate investors don't work. You say, what's retirement? Retirement is when your passive income meets or exceeds your earned income, where you no longer have to get up and go to a job anymore because your passive income covers it. But to manage your portfolio, your investments, still takes a small amount of time. But that small amount of time, a very little effect on what you do during the day. And you can even take large amounts off. In other words, if you only have to work four hours a month, you can work those four hours in the first two days of the month and collect the rent or first three or four days of the month and then take off and be gone. Yeah, anything happens, you get a phone call, but you can, with a phone call, get anything done you need done because you're not doing the work yourself. You've got other people doing the maintenance repair. You've got other people managing an apartment complex. So there's really, if anything comes up, you just can call some and say, hey, this is what I want done. So you think about that, $28 an hour, $500 an hour, $1,250 an hour. That's massive difference, isn't it? It's massive difference in the amount you can earn per hour in these different forms of income production. Now, when we go to a break here, I want you to think about those numbers. Because when we come back, I'm going to show you the most leveraged position you could be in, which is to own an apartment complex that has a management company. We had a guy on the other day. He talked about owning real estate in Louisiana, in San Antonio. He had real estate all over the place, yet he wasn't managing it. He had management companies dealing with it. And so he didn't have to. His whole invested time was his startup time cost. And so once he covered that and started another business, it goes to this new higher level of income. And when we come back for the last segment, I'm going to cover that with you. And by the way, I still offer up if anybody wants to call and say, do you actually work 40 hours a week? Do you, somebody out there has to work only 40 hours a week. And then we look at what their income is, if they're willing to tell. But most of you that are making more than 60 grand a year, you're working more than 40 hours a week. Take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we've been talking about what I call dollar hours, or basically, how many dollars per hour do you earn in your chosen income production method? So, I talked about the gold standard, which is college. And with college, after you go through college, you can earn about $5.76 an hour if you and in all the hours you spent for college. After you weighed out those hours for college, if just your regular job hours is about $28 an hour on a $60,000 income. On a rent house, which is $6,000 your income, uh, up front, instead of $5.76 an hour, your first year, you're earning $187 an hour. And after you get rid of the, uh, the startup costs, uh, you've got about $500 an hour of income. With apartments, your startup costs about $208 an hour on your first year with your startup costs of time. And then after your startup costs are gone, it's $1,250 an hour. So here we go. Once the startup costs are gone, it's $28 for your job, $500 for a rent house, and $1,250 for an apartment. Now let's talk about an apartment complex owned with a management company. Um, 
you're still going to have startup costs. Uh, I've got about 120 hours of startup costs compared to 240. So, well, why is it going to take half the startup hours that you did when you bought your first apartment? Because the management company is going to do most of the work. You're going to find the property, you're going to, you're going to tie it up in a contract, but then they're going to go in and do the due diligence, they're going to do the lease audits, they're going to do the inspections, they're going to set up the uh, software programs, they're going to hire all the staff, they're going to set up the accounting, uh, and they're going to start running the property right out of the blocks. So you're going to have very little time invested into this deal. And I put down 120 hours just because uh, I like to be conservative. That's half as much as if you do it yourself, but really it could be less than that. But let's just say it's 120. So on your first year of earning $60,000 of income in this apartment, um, let's go to the bottom. If you add in the startup hours to the normal operating hours, which I put down two hours a month is your total operating hours when you have a management company. Uh, and that's just getting uh, financials from them, reading the financials, communicating back with them about anything that you have a question about and so forth. Uh, but that's two hours a month um, involvement. And in total, with the 120 hours of startup, that's 144 hours of startup costs in your first year. That takes that $60,000 to a $416 an hour income. So again, your job's $5.76, your rent house is $187, your apartment you're involved in is $208, and the apartment you're not involved in is $416 per hour. I think you can really see the difference. Now, if you take out the startup costs, you're talking about $28 an hour for your job, $500 an hour for a rent house, $1,250 an hour for an apartment. And if you own the apartment with a management company, it's $2,500 per hour invested in this investment. Now, with these numbers, how can you even argue in any way, shape, or form that it's not worth starting up one of these small businesses, whether it be a house or an apartment, uh, whichever? Now, I didn't even go into being passive, and that's even ridiculous. I didn't, I, I, as a passive person, all you have to do is find the lead, meet them, and tell them you want to be in the next deal. If they say yes, send them some money. I mean, you've got very little startup hour costs there and income. So I'm not even bringing that one into play because, you know, concept passive income means just that. It's passive completely. Uh, you're not doing anything in the business at all except receiving the checks in the mail. So we'll leave that one off the table because that one's just too unbelievable. But again, I want you to hear this. Startup costs, your job. Your first year, you're earning $5.76 an hour. Your first rent house, your first year, earning $187.50 an hour. Your first apartment, you're earning $208 per hour on your startup year. And your first apartment with a management company, you're earning $416 per hour on your startup year. After your startup year, your job's earning you $28 an hour. Your rent house is earning you $500 an hour. Your apartment's earning you $1,250 an hour. And your apartment operated by a management company is earning you $2,500 an hour. Now, do you see why it's possible to be rich? If you were to just shift, think about that, just shift, i got to get a calculator to even make this concept up. Let's say you're working 40 hours a week on your job and you shift down to part-time and pick up 20 hours of the apartment business. Okay, let's see what that's going to bring you here. I need a calculator to figure that kind of number out. So we pick up 20 hours times $2,500 an hour. Um... That would be 50000 bucks a year. So just doing the apartment industry part-time, 
right? Could earn you 50,000 bucks a year on 20 hours of work a month. Now that's if you're operating your property. If you're passive, you're not operating anything. If you got a management company, which is where I got the number from, you're, you're not working that. In fact, you'll see that would be uh, two hours a month to earn that kind of thing. So it, you really can't put 20 hours in. I, I don't know where you even came up with that concept. You can't put 20 hours into the apartment. There's nothing for you to do. It's not just the money. It's the lifestyle. Here's Dell Wamsley. What happens is people buy real estate and they have no idea what they're doing, right? So maybe they don't pay, they don't buy it cheap and capture equity. Maybe they pay full price for it. Maybe they even pay too much for it, all right? Maybe they don't even know how to lease it. They rent it to their friend or their family member. They don't make any money with it. Maybe they're too stupid to put debt on it. Maybe they paid cash for it, so there's no principal reduction on the thing. Maybe they don't even put any money into it to fix it up to make it worth more. But over a period of time, real estate, like all things, appreciates. Now, what do you think it's going to do in this inflationary era that we're living in right now? I'll tell you what it's doing. It's going through the roof. It's going up faster than I've ever seen real estate go in my entire life. Now, when I started real estate, the single family house median price was 50,000. I was buying houses for 25,000. When I got out of doing single family houses, the median price was 75,000. We were buying them for 40 or 50,000. Now, the median price is $331,000. And we're buying houses for somewhere around 150 dollars to $170,000. Same game, different price point. Bottom line is this, your time is more valuable thing you have, and let's not waste it. Remember, we're not doing it for money. We're doing it for the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.